can be found on page 971 of the Church Bibles and is from Matthew chapter 6, verses 25 to 34. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more important than food? and the body more important than clothes. Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to his life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the lilies of the field grow. They do not labor or spin, Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not also much more clothe you? O you of little faith, so do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. This is the word of the Lord. Good evening. Everyone well? Anyone worried? Yeah, not as much as I'm worried. It's like a bit ironic, really. I'm, I'm talking about worry, and I've spent all week worrying about what I should say, maybe what you guys are going to think when you get home or when you get down to the pub. Worry is a really, it's an important issue for us all, and I'm really glad that Jesus kind of highlights it here in the Sermon of the Mount, because I think we all worry. And according to Google, um, that amazing search engine full of truth, it says that the British people, we spend an average of six hours of our lives just worrying. 80% of us describe ourselves as worriers, fretters, about relationships, about money, about work, health, missing the bus, missing the alarm. We're warriors. So shall we pray? Because we need, we need Jesus to help us. Yeah, Heavenly Father, just thank you for this opportunity that we can meet with you. Thank you in your word that you say, Lord, cast your burdens onto Jesus because you care for us. And Lord, I really pray tonight that we will be released from whatever is worrying us. We will be released from fear that chains will be broken tonight because of you, Jesus. Amen. So worry 
So in the King James Bible, it, it's kind of mentioned 29 in- instances of the phrase, do not be afraid. In the American Standard Bible, the phrase, do not fear, is mentioned 57 times. And do not be afraid, 46. And fear in the Bible is mentioned 365 times. So I guess it's really important. It's really, it was really important to, to God. And it's a real important issue for us all. Because in some way, we're all fearful. We all worry. And it's going to take more than willpower to stop us worrying. I guess we already know that because we've tried it, haven't we? And yet we still worry. We've all thought we shouldn't worry about this, about this situation. But yet we keep on, we keep on worrying. So it's going to take more than willpower to stop us worrying. And I've got four kind of practical ways which I think would help us tonight in our Christian lives. Four short kind of practical ways. And the first point I want to make is get to know God. Get to know God personally. Jesus says in Matthew, in this verse, Matthew 6, verse 32. This is taken from the message. People who don't know God and the way he works fuss over these things. You know, if you don't have a relationship with God, then you have every reason to worry. Can I urge you tonight, if you haven't committed your life to Jesus, then can I urge you, don't leave this place without saying, Jesus, come into my life. Or maybe you've been a Christian for years. Maybe tonight you're, you're distant from God. Maybe you feel far away from God tonight. Maybe tonight is your time to reconnect with Jesus. Don't leave this building without saying, Jesus, come into my life. Fill me again afresh. I want you to be my Lord and my Savior. And we'll give you an opportunity to reconnect with Jesus. As believers, you know, we have a heavenly Father, and we're all God's children. He looks at us, his sons and his daughters, and he loves us. And he has an amazing plan for every person here. And he gives these children special privileges, us. But he doesn't want us to worry. We're God's kids. We're God's children. When you, when you worry, God says, you're my children. Why are you acting like orphans? Get to know God. Reconnect with God. My second point, 
is I feel that God wants us to put him first in every area of our life. Again, in Matthew, Matthew 6, verse 31 to 33. Do not worry at all about having enough food, about having clothing. Your heavenly Father already knows perfectly well that you need them, and he will give them to you if you, if you give him first place in your life and live as he wants you to live. Any time that you take God out of the center of your life, any time you put stuff before God, it gets in the way of your relationship. It could be your work. It could be drugs. It could be alcohol. It could be a social life. It could be a career. They're all good. Some of them are good stuff but some of them just take over. And quickly push God out of the center of our lives. No matter how good they are, they're not as good as Jesus. My third point is live one day at a time. The Bible says again, so do not worry about tomorrow because tomorrow will have its own worries. Each day has enough trouble of its own. And we all know that, don't we? Planning for tomorrow is time well spent. But worrying about tomorrow is time wasted. Planning for tomorrow It's time well spent. But worrying, we're just wasting our time. We're wasting our time. You know, when we worry, we we miss today's blessing. Also, when you worry about tomorrow, the future gets overwhelming. But God will give you the grace and the strength you need to get there, to get through. Right now, we just need enough power, enough grace for today. So live one day at a time. My fourth point is to trust God. It's a great verse in the Bible. We used to sing a song in our kids' church. It's cast your burdens Onto Jesus, for he cares for you. How do we do that? One way is to memorize. Memorize Bible verses. Memorize God's promises for our life. It's like an insurance policy. You know, all, those of us who drive, we know that when, we, when we're out on the road, if we pay our standing orders, our installments, our insurance premiums, we know that our cars are covered. We know that we are covered in the cars. You know, when we leave our homes, we know we've got home insurance. We don't worry 
what's going to happen to our house because we know it's covered. God wants us to remember the promises in the Bible, that insurance policy we have in Jesus, to cast our burdens onto him because he cares for us. Another way is to pray. You know, if we prayed as much as we worried, you'd have a lot less to worry about. Give all your worries to Jesus, for he cares for you. Put your trust in Jesus. Live one day at a time. Commit your life to God. I just want to tell you a story. It's a true story. A friend of mine, he is a, um, a, a hospital chaplain. He's a vicar, but he, um, he's a chaplain in the hospital. And he was doing his rounds in this hospital. And every day he would go past the ward and a gentleman would be in the bed. Every time he walked past him, he would, the gentleman would, would swear at him, you know, give him the finger. He obviously had a real problem with Christianity. Every day the vicar would walk past him and he would get abuse. Until one day, the gentleman, he stopped him and said, you, come here, sit down next to me. So he did. He said, so what's all this about? What's the collar about? What does that signify? So he told him, he said, I'm a vicar, you know, I believe in Jesus. And they had this little conversation. And then the vicar said to him, can I pray for you? And he said, well, what, what good's that going to do? He said, well, I believe in the power of prayer. I believe totally that Jesus can heal. He said, oh, okay. How'd you pray then, he said to him. He said, well, imagine that this chair that I'm sat in is Jesus. He said, all you have to do is reach over. Put your arm around this chair and you just talk to him like I'm talking to you. Oh, okay. So the vicar said to him, so, so what would you say to Jesus? He said, well, I tell him I'm worried and I'm scared and I'm going to die and I don't know what to do. He said, okay. He said, well, you've done, you've just done that and you could do that. And Jesus will listen because he cares for you. And the vicar walked off. A few days later, he went back and the bed was empty. He went up to the staff nurse and said, the gentleman in, in that bed there, where has he gone? Sadly, he passed away. Oh, he said, that's a shame. She said, but after you left him, he wasn't abusive anymore. He had changed he wasn't anxious. He wasn't worried. Oh, he said. And he was just about to walk off. And the nurse said, there's one more thing I need to tell you. When we found him in the morning, he was cuddling the chair. He was cuddling the chair. How amazing is that? 
cast your burdens onto Jesus, for he cares for you. Should we just close our eyes? Holy Spirit, I just pray now, Lord, that you would come. I pray now, Lord, in our hearts that we will respond to you, that we will put our arm around you, and that we would just open our hearts and we would release our burdens our worries to you. Thank you that you love us and you care for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.